Ladies and gentlemen, good evening. Are you ready? Okay, here we go. You're listening to the Deal Room Podcast. Join us as we bring you the inside scoop on business sales and acquisitions. Get across trends in the area and hear the industry's best recount their real life tips, traps, and experiences. Now, here's your host, Joanna Oki. Hi, it's Joanna Oki here and welcome back to the Deal Room Podcast, a podcast proudly brought to you by our commercial legal practice, Aspect Legal. Now, today we have on board the amazing Glenn Carlson from Dent Global. So buckle in, here we go with Glenn Carlson. Joanna, let me just say this beast of a book... Oh, there's very few books that I've read cover to cover this thick in – I got through this in four days. This is awesome. Oh, stop. Awesome. Wow. Oh, Glenn, that's really sweet. Thank total, you. Total world class and hyper relevant to where we're at at the moment. Uh, we actually just sold. Um, we bought a business. So Dent is a portfolio of companies. We've acquired yep. seven or eight businesses over the time. We just sold the first one that we acquired seven years ago for uh, a multiple seven-figure exit, uh, 60% cash, 40% shares, which we're very happy with. And, uh, yeah, the cash just hit the account like last week. And then we had an opportunity to sell another one that we brought on only two years ago that's happening now. So all this stuff has kind of been happening, and, and that was just like running on the side now we're turning it up as like, hang on, this should be a much bigger part of our of our portfolio strategy. And so then this arrived in the mail <laughs> and we've kind of been sort of making it up as we go along, getting feedback from some advisors here and there, of course, et cetera. But this was like a full-on masterclass in terms of how grown-ups do it. <laughs> Glenn, I love it. You are fabulous. Thank you. And thank you for reading it cover to cover. That's No, no, no. Well, you don't have to. Not getting too bored. (laughs) I didn't do it. Well, I didn't do it as a favour because, I mean, to be fair, we've produced over a 1,000 books now, as you know, through our – I mean, we we now have owned two publishing companies and through the KPI program. I I don't – I had to give up reading books that our clients produced just because they wrote a book. I mean, it's just I couldn't do it. Um, so I didn't read it as a favour at all. I read it because it was super, super relevant. I mean, you've got this phrase called acquisition entrepreneurship. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that I've never actually heard it summed up like that. I don't actually know if that's a thing or not, but it's like, oh, that's actually interesting. That's what that's what we've been doing. That's what we want to do more of. I mean, we've acquired, yeah, eight over the last seven years and we want to acquire 50 over the next five years, maybe 10. Um, and so this is a, and so this is a big deal. It's like deal fever though, isn't it? And this is a thing, one of the things that I I'm probably say in the book, but I've seen time and time again, when people get onto the idea of acquisition and then the concept that you can build a business and use acquisition to build existing businesses and, and then build them for exit and then exit for great prices. Suddenly, you know, it's like, it's like something goes off in, in an entrepreneur's head that is, Oh my gosh, there's this whole other way that I didn't realize. And, and they're on it. And I think it only, it, I think it really works for someone that's already got a stable 
probably seven figure business. Um, ideally, or certainly the way we play with it is that the big insight that we had was, you know, we got a valuation done on our company many years ago. Uh, and it came in, at came in at about four or 5 million, uh, us. And then a mentor of ours who he made his hundreds of millions buying and selling businesses and listing them and doing all this sort of stuff. He's like, that equity is now currency. Right, so it's it's like imagine imagine you've now got a five million dollar home that you own outright, right? It's possible to now start leveraging that value to start acquiring other properties, and their growth, you know, ends up uh, overshadowing any of the costs or downsides or risks associated in in doing that. And I was like, ooh, and that's kind of where we really had the the first gear shift that. Most of our business focus had been on the P&L, right? How do we build revenue? How do we save costs? You know, that creates profit. Great. But what we've found is where the real money is made is is building and selling the balance sheet, right? Um, and, you know, we've made more money in a couple of signatures, really, um, than we have in running sales teams and marketing teams and operational teams and marketing and trying to like navigate brand and culture and all this kind of stuff that you put into building a business. Whereas it's like, holy shit, we've made, you know, from a profit perspective, we've made, well, we haven't made as much because the business is successful, but, but when we sit there and look at seven figures sitting in the bank and how much energy went into producing that from the sale, is like this compared to the gigantic amount of energy required to to build the machine. But it's like a chicken and an egg that you kind of, well, certainly the way we approach it is you need the machine to, uh, I guess, create the foundation to then be able to play this this bigger bigger game. So, Joanna, what's what what made you write it? What what made what? I mean, no one writes a book like this that is so comprehensive on a whim. What was the catalyst? Yeah, look, I, I guess I'd spent, you know, I spent more than two decades working with businesses in these different phases. So buying businesses, growing businesses, selling businesses. And I'd seen business owners make the same mistake again and again and again and again, you know, and, and I'd seen some business owners and, and I talk about the stories in the book, um, some, some, Brilliant stories of people who had achieved this nirvana at exit, you know, and, and spent all of these years building amazing businesses and then recognizing that value in the exit and being so excited about the exit and, and, and reflecting back on the process of the period of time of their growth and exit with such happiness, you know. And then I've seen the flip side so much more often. The business owners who've grown their businesses without having the proper legal infrastructure in place and blown themselves up along the way because they've created disputes, they've created issues in their business that they've not been on top of because they've not built the right legal infrastructure or, or I don't know if it's even worse, but, but the business owners who've spent a lifetime in their business and gotten to the day of sale and being completely disappointed because they needed, they needed in inverted commas, a certain amount of money from the sale of their business, but they, they hadn't growing their business in a way that maximized that value. So, uh, you know, I, I just thought there were so many key things that I saw that people did 
well or slash poorly um, that they could impact by a bit of knowledge in the area. Well, I've already referred this to a bunch of people, right? Because I've got I got a lot of friends of mine that have, have sort of found themselves stuck in the early seven figures. They've got a one, two, three million dollar business. They've got hopes and dreams of kind of what we would call crossing the desert and growing to a ten to fifteen million dollar business. Um, but they're caught in the paradigm of oh, I've just got to work out how to sell more stuff, open more locations, grow a bigger business. Um, and I end up having the conversation with them about how we've done it uh, through acquisition because it's way easier to acquire revenue. Because I think what what often people don't understand is, you know, if uh, I walk this past a friend of mine, I'm like, if, if you get your valuation, you're trading at like, say, four times revenue, but you acquire a small or even four times profit, four times multiple, right? And But you acquire a smaller business that's only trading at one times profit for example, right? So if, if you acquire them for 250000 the moment that it hits your balance sheet, it costs you 250000 maybe not even in cash. It could be debt. It could be a share swap. We, we haven't spent any money on any of our acquisitions. It's all been through share swaps. But when we do this, the moment it hits our balance sheet, it goes from being a $250,000 cost to a million-dollar profit because as soon as it hits our multiple, the, the value is realized against our multiple, not against theirs. And and this is where, well, A, this is where this book, I think, helps businesses, business owners get it. And now I've got something that I can refer to people and go, just like, read this, get your teeth into that. And, and you'll start to get it. Because when you start to realize how the game of business really works at this, like I call it, Dan and I call it the adult level. Like, okay, this is how the adults, this is how the adults do it. Cause it's like, oh, I'm going to acquire a $250,000 asset. And the moment my signature on it's worth a million bucks and I can then grow it and sell it. And it adds more value to my group. Cause I've got more diversity. I've got more scale. I've got, you know, access to different markets and what have you. And, it's just so necessary. And so I thank you for it because now I've got something because people ask me all these questions and it gets to the point where it's like, oh, I'm not, I'm not the expert in this. And it really is a, a legal and accounting. One of the things that I really loved how you talked about here is to, and you had some great case studies around how deals get killed by advisors, right? And I think it's so brilliant that you're so well positioned in your industry as the deal making lawyers and that you really understand like don't kill the deal what's the minimum amount you need to be involved to get the deal across the line as opposed to killing it through overprotection really so it's it's quite interesting you really come at this from almost the anti lawyer perspective it's not about the legal stuff, it's about the result. And that's just so refreshing. Yeah. Look, uh, you know, I'm, I'm an entrepreneur at heart. So every time I deal with lawyers, because I deal with lawyers, you know, um, in our practice, you know, all the time, and it, it drives me mental when I see a very non-business approach from a lawyering perspective because they're, they're 100% lawyers are absolutely imperative in the deal. Accountants are imperative in the deal. There's lots of things you can get wrong. There's lots of risk. Um, but you can, you can manage all of that risk with the right approach, but the right approach is rarely a whole heap of clauses that nobody understands. You know, like we're living in the real world. It's about 
understanding the reality of the opportunity, um, the the risk and, and how to manage that from a practical perspective so you can get good deals done, not kill deals along the way. I love it. And look, if anyone's watching this, I just, if you're especially, right, especially if you're already an established business, seven figures, you've got a stable team, you've kind of hit to the point where you're pulling, you're pulling money out of the company, it can survive without you reasonably well, etc. cetera. Um, this is an amazing strategy. Acquisition entrepreneurship is like the way I would recommend growing from two or three million to 10 to 20 million. Right. Yeah, you're going to keep growing your own business, but to be able to do that vertically or horizontally, lots of different ways to think about acquisition, using your own money, using other people's money, or you're not using money at all, and just using the, the value of, of shares. Like, And all this stuff is covered in here. Uh, I would highly, highly, highly encourage you to get it. Um, my big question, Joanna, is are you going to do the audiobook version? <laughs> I, I mean, don't know, that's a lot of talking, because, isn't it? <laughs> because it's a lot of talking, but it would have been w- great for me to be able to have this in my ear on the floor. I just got back from Dubai, etc., and I just find for something like this, g- given the power it has to change the way people really think about that, that would be amazing. Well, watch his space, I guess, All is right. the answer to that one, right. Carlson. Beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful. So good. So good. I just want to say congrats. It's really, it's really, really well done. And it's just a beautiful book. So nice job. Oh, thank you, Glenn. Thank you so much. Wonderful. Oh, look, huge thank you, Glenn. Um, really great to talk today. And, and look, you know, thanks for all of your, um, your, your fabulous comments, but really insightful comments as well, talking from someone who is living and breathing this content that I've talked about. So, you know, huge thank you. Oh, awesome. You. Well, that's it for this episode of the Deal Room Podcast. We hope you're now primed for your next deal with these pointers and have enjoyed these fascinating insights. Now, if you'd like more information about this topic, then head over to our website at the Deal Room Podcast. where you'll be able to download a transcript of this episode as well as access any contact details and any other additional information we referred to in today's podcast. Now, if you'd like to get in contact with our guests today and the services they offer, you can go ahead and check out our show notes for a link right through to them and their details. You can also book in directly with our legal legals at Aspect Legal. If you'd like to soundboard your next steps, discuss a legal question, or find out more how we can assist, whether that's with buying or selling a business, or perhaps somewhere in between. Now, don't forget to subscribe to The Deal Room Podcast on your favorite podcast player to get notifications whenever a new episode is out. We'd also love to hear your feedback, so please leave us a review and rating if you're already one of our subscribers or even if you're listening to this podcast for the very first time. Every review helps our team produce valuable content for you. Well, thanks again for listening in. You've been listening to Joanna Oki and the Deal Room Podcast, a podcast proudly brought to you by our commercial legal practice, Aspect Legal. See you next time. I am so very excited to announce that I've hit a non-podcast related milestone and released a book. You might wonder why? Simple. I wanted to help business owners understand the mechanics of deal making and the interaction between three critical phases of business, acquisition, growth, and exit. 
And so I am very happy to announce Buy, Grow, Exit, a guidebook for business owners and their advisors on how to buy, grow, and guess what, exit in a way that maximizes value and avoids landmines along the way. The book is available now, so just head over to buygrowexit.com.au to get your copy and to access a whole heap of free resources that will really help you on your journey of acquisition, growth, and exit in your business or in working with your clients. Also check out our show notes where we will link straight through to that page. Ladies and gentlemen, that will conclude this evening's entertainment. Thanks for listening to the Deal Room Podcast. To find out more about this episode and other episodes in the series, check out the show notes or head over to our website at thedealroompodcast.com.au. 